1: After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
2: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at
1: Marines.com. This this is the Blue Horseshoe with your host, George Brummer and Ryan Hickey.
2: All right, Colts fans, time to go behind enemy lines with a team that most of you know all too well, Marcel Robinson is the Jagsaw podcast host right here on Odyssey. He does give us a few minutes, kind of give a little insight on a team that owns the Colts. So, Marcel, before we even get started here, number one, thanks for coming on. Number two, what is it the water in Jacksonville? Is there like some sort of voodoo curse that's over the the visiting (laughs) locker room? What the hell is going on where anytime this Colts team since 2014 enters Jacksonville, they can't seem to leave with the win?
1: I tell you what, I I couldn't tell you. I, I don't know what it is, but it's it's the strangest phenomenon in Jacksonville. We say it every single year, you know, coming into it. We oh, we're we're definitely losing to the Colts because they are absolutely the better team. But somehow, some way, the Jaguars find a way to do it every single year, and it's become kind of kind of a thing. So I don't know whether it's the water, I don't know whether it's the locker room, or whether it's this, you know, the the humidity of the Jacksonville Florida air. But whatever it is, I got to tell you, it's 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 not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> we talked to Naheem hines
0: today in a locker room and he said you know all across the league all 32 teams have one team that just has their number for whatever reason he said the the problem is ours is in our division which means you see them you know every year uh you do have a different look though obviously doug peterson on board uh he and frank reich have a lot of familiarity what did you see in week one the
1: differences with with your new head coach uh, I think for this team, it's just um, between the difference between last year and coming in this year, it's just, you know, there's actually talent here. You know, it's one of the things that in Jacksonville we talk about for years to come or years past that, there's just not talent here. You know, we have guys that come in here, they play here, and once they're done here, They're either out the league or they're, you know, jumping around journeymen. And it's just that's the thing here in Jacksonville is that there's actually talent here. This is actually a legitimately competent, fun team to watch. And there's leaders all over the the, the roster on both sides of the ball. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence in, in year two for him. But he has guys to throw to, guys that you've heard of. You know, you have Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk. Of course, you know, Zay Jones not as heard of, but, you know, he's a guy. And even Marvin Jones, too. These are guys that you know. And on defense, you have budding stars. The number one overall pick, Trayvon Walker. You know, he came up big in week one, making an unbelievable play that I can tell you we haven't seen here in I don't know how long. You know, <laughs> and, and that's I think that's overall the difference in getting all these guys together. Doug Peterson clearly has, you know, a competent team that they can go out there now course they did make quite a few mistakes which you know week one you never really know what you're going to get but you know spirits were high you know i was in washington for the game on the field level you know and and it's just you can tell that this is a different team than what we experienced a year ago which we tried not to talk about here in jacksonville
2: well one of the big differences marcelo you mentioned from last year this year is the new head coach last year trevor lawrence speaking of talent the guy for jacksonville had his best game, I thought, of his career against the Colts week uh, week 18 to really finish them off. Now going to year two with an actual real head coach. What yeah. was what have you seen so far this offseason? Is there any difference in Trevor Lawrence's game now under Doug Peterson compared to last year? What was the disaster with Urban Meyer?
1: I think it's just um, – I think there's a little more confidence there. Of course, you know, Trevor Lawrence is one of the greatest arms that we've seen you know in college mm-hmm. football and definitely one of the greatest arms we've seen here in Jacksonville. But what we can see now is a guy who who is – he's under, under Doug Peterson, the guy who's played the position, the guy who's coached the position, obviously he's coached, you know, he won a Super Bowl. You can tell that there's a lot more confidence and, and you got a guy who knows what you're talking about. We're going from a coach that didn't know most of the players names on the roster to a guy who knows exactly what he's talking about and Doug Peterson. And I think with Trevor Lawrence, you can really see that. You, know, you can tell that their relationship from the, from the beginning has been pretty tight, pretty solid. And, I think for Trevor, it's just a matter of, you know, he's still saying the same things and he knows he has to improve, but you can start to see some of that improvement, you know, in year two, obviously going through training camp. And, in of course, week one, you, you can definitely tell that there is a little bit of a jump. Now, of course, still some way to go in terms of just his, his, you know, improvement. But I think with Doug Peterson, it's a guy that he can relate to, like I said, playing the position and knowing that this is a guy who knows what it takes to be successful at this position and being a leader on the team. You mentioned
0: earlier budding stars on the defense. Obviously, Travion Walker, the, the second straight number one pick in there. Uh, Josh Allen's a guy that, that really has caused problems for this Indianapolis team. Uh, and I think if you go back through these games, one of the consistent themes, this Jacksonville defensive line has done a really good job of beating the Colts' offensive line. They don't see that a lot uh, in the last four years, but it seems like every time they play Jacksonville that happens. Does it feel like with Walker on board and Allen a year older, that that defensive line is even a step further ahead this season?
1: Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, just having someone else on that other side that is has that star caliber in Trayvon Walker for Josh Allen to be partnered with, it just it it's, it makes a tremendous difference. You know, we saw it last week. We saw both of those guys making plays. When in years past, we'll go back to last year, you know, that, that other side, that other defensive end position, of course it was a different scheme, but in the same token – just not having a superstar type of guy on the other end, Josh Allen got all the attention. And like you just said, this is a Colts offensive line that is usually year in and year out pretty good. Like we, that's the one thing that has been consistent that I always talk about is the Colts offensive line is good. You can't just go in there with one guy to make plays and having a guy like Trayvon Walker partner with Josh Allen, it, it sort of keeps that offensive line scheme honest a little bit. You have a guy on both ends that you have to kind of worry about and that only helps the rest of the defense. I mean, the, the defensive line, the interior guys, a guy like Roy Robertson Harris, Foley you know, Devon Hamilton, all of these guys made plays last week versus Washington because they were able to. You have guys around this, this team, this defensive line, this defensive unit, I should say, that can draw attention and allows all the guys to really join the party, so to speak.
2: Speaking of the defensive line, Marcel, the last two games we've seen from the Jaguars going back to last year, Week 18, that defensive front just killed the Colts. That was one of the big areas that changed the game in their favor and ended up getting them to the win. And then, obviously, you add Trayvon Walker, number one overall. I personally, I don't know about you, was a little disappointed in the defensive line's output last week against the Commanders. I thought they gave get a little more pressure. sacked Carson Wentz more than the one time they did. Going into now this matchup against the Colts here in Week number 2, do you expect the defensive line performance more to mirror the Week 18 performance we saw last year against the same unit? or still kind of a work in progress or maybe a similar effort is going to be like last week where there's not as much pressure on the quarterback as maybe you would think with some of the talents, some of the names you have on the defensive line.
1: I think I'm going to to do probably one one of the worst things that we we like in this business is to say, I think it's kind of in in between. I think it's kind of a (laughs) mixture of both of those. Are we going to see what we saw last week? I definitely think the defensive line is going to play better. You know, I think that defensive line, you know, being that they've been practicing together training camp, obviously, but, Playing in a real actual game where it actually means something against the top-caliber t- competition on the other side, it definitely takes some getting used to. And I think there was a little bit of growing Growing pain. Some of these guys have definitely played together, you know, over the course of the last year. But I think if I'm if I'm looking at what I expect from this defensive line, I think I'm expecting a little bit better performance. Now, um, like I said, I was in Washington watching this defensive line against the Washington Commanders, and there were just, just so many times when the defensive line – they were getting home, but they weren't finishing the play. You now, you see a guy like a Josh Allen, or even you talk about like a Roy Robertson here, some of these defensive line guys, and even some of the linebackers, you could see them in the right position, but just didn't finish. And that's kind of been the the, the ongoing theme in the early goings now that we're talking to the team this week, is you know, we just got to finish. Like, you just have to finish. It's, it's not enough to just be there to deter the player, or change the play. There were times when they were getting after Carson Wentz, but they didn't get him down. There were times when they were getting after Carson Wentz and he was able to make something out of nothing, get out and use his legs. So, you know, watching Matt Ryan over the years, he's not necessarily the most mobile guy. So I think that bodes well for this defensive line, just because that's the type of quarterback that they are successful against in in history's past. You know, you just look at Mm -hmm. him, you know, Matt Ryan, he's a guy that likes to step up in the pocket. He's a guy that likes to control the game from the pocket and just dish the ball wherever he can, where his weapons are, you know, and that's what makes him so dangerous. But, I think that may bode to be a little bit of, of a strength of play to the strength of this Jacksonville Jaguars defensive line. We talk a lot about, you know, the problems the Colts have had down there in
0: Jacksonville, and, and obviously those are well documented. Uh, but, you know, I think maybe one of the best games last year was was the Buffalo game for the Jaguars winning nine to six. Have you seen over the years, does, does this defense get up at home? Is, is, is it a different look when they're playing on their own home field?
1: It's a completely different feel, honestly, you know, and I think that's sort of a thing that you could probably say is relevant for the other 31 teams in the NFL. You know, there's just something about playing at home in front of your home crowd. It's even just your routine getting to the game. You know, it's very different. You know, we travel on the road with the team and it's just different. We have to get up in the hotel room, get on the buses. Sometimes you have to drive 30, 40 minutes from your hotel. You're on the bus versus coming home like you're you're getting up out of your own bed. You're, you're come, you you're have your routine. You can get to the stadium, do your routine. You're in your locker room, that familiarity. And then, of course, the fans. You know, I, it makes a tremendous difference. And there were times in that Washington game when it was full of Jacksonville fans. But when those Jacksonville fans were going nuts, the team was playing well. When Washington was doing well and the Jacksonville fans weren't as quiet, you could tell that there was a little bit of a difference. So I think just that home atmosphere, you know, it, it's sort of the cliche of playing at home, you know, getting that boost from the fans. But it's real. And and of course, as someone who's covered this team for, you know, going on 10 years, you can definitely see the bump when, you know, the bank is buzzing, as we call it down here.
2: (laughs) Speaking of home field, what kind of crowd are you expecting this weekend, Marcel? Last time the Colts were in Indy, the fans are wearing clown masks in protest of, <laughs> of, of the GM. Unfortunately, we found that the only clowns were the ones on the field of the visiting team. Is there a, an, a palpable buzz you feel with the new head coach and Doug Peterson, obviously Trevor Lawrence in year number two? Are we expecting like a, a raucous crowd on Sunday or still kind of, for the most part, I, I guess an average Jacksonville Jaguars crowd we've seen in the last few years?
1: I think to expect anything less would be a disservice. You know, I think there's definitely some disappointment into how the team performed last week against Washington, because that was, you know, a, the common theme about that was it was a winnable game, you know, versus mm-hmm. Washington. This is a team that didn't have, you know, a lot of, of, of I guess, pull, if you want to call it that, but, you know, coming home, you know, the, the, the crowds here, they always get up. It doesn't matter whether this team is, you know, 0-17, which hopefully never happens, or, you know, they're competing for a playoff spot, in, in December. You know, I think with it being the home opener, you know, everyone's going to be here in full force. Now, Jacksonville is a walk up town. So, as far as like pre sales and guys coming in, like it may not get full until, say, the second quarter, but I think it's definitely, you know, it would be a disservice to think that this place won't be packed
0: Along the same lines. This is the last one for me. Uh, we talked a lot about the defense, but how much confidence has Doug Peterson brought to this offense? And in particular to, to Trevor Lawrence? I mean, a year ago, it's pretty well documented. Urban Myers offense was, was not suited to the league. Uh, have you seen a big jump already in your young quarterback?
1: Yeah, just because there's a lot more confidence. You know, it, I think as a quarterback, it, it comes back to that word, confidence. When you're confident in what the guys who are on your units are doing, then you perform better. I mean, there are there times last year, I can say with my own eyes, where I, I could see Trevor literally, you know, hesitating to throw a ball, whether it's because your particular receiver might drop the ball or he's not in the right spot. I mean, if you talk about this team last year, the guys we were running out there the wide receiver position are not premier guys. You know, obviously we have DJ Chart you know, our, our basically our, our one, our wide receiver one go down, goes down with an injury. Then Jamal Agnew comes in, you know, and he starts making plays at wide receiver. Well, then he gets hurt. Well, then we're, we're running out guys who are essentially practice squad guys, you know, training camp guys, just plugging and playing whoever we can find. You know, I think our best receiver last year, once all those injuries happened, was Laquan Treadwell, who, by the way, didn't yeah. make the team coming out of training camp. You know, played well last year. But I think this year it's, it's so much different. You have a guy like Christian Kirk, you pay him all this money. He comes in, and he's been playing extremely well, had a very good game against Washington. You get a guy like Zay Jones who can stretch the field, who was probably Trevor Lawrence's favorite target in training camp, and then you bring in in a tight end, which has been the Achilles heel for the Jacksonville Jaguars ever since Mercedes Lewis left. They've been trying and trying and not being able to find a guy. And a guy like Evan Ingram, who sure he's had his misfortunes up there in New York, but this is a guy who can make plays, and he's shown that. So you have guys that can make plays, and then, of course, you talk about the backfield. Yeah, James Robinson and Travis Etienne, a guy that Trevor's very familiar with. Now, granted, you'd like Travis Etienne to catch that touchdown pass and watch them. But you know, there's so much confidence around this offensive unit. You know, if the offensive line plays better, then Trevor Lawrence is going to deal the ball wherever he wants to do. And I think that's the hope. And I, I know that's their game plan coming into this weekend.
2: Two cool questions for me, Marcel, here to wrap up. Number one, this is a head coaching you know, matchup that they're both very familiar with. Obviously, Doug Peterson, Frank Reich, both on that Eagles 2017 Super Bowl team. Sure. Who would you give the advantage to? Is there an advantage in this game head coach-wise?
1: Um, I think if I'm, if I'm looking at it, if we're talking about an advantage, I don't know if there's necessarily one, but if I had to pick one to get off the fence, I would probably just say maybe Frank Reich gets a slight advantage just because his familiarity with – You know, most of the guys on the Colts team, you know, that his culture, this is not a new culture. Right. In Jacksonville, Doug Peterson is implementing a new culture, which I think has been very successful and is well on its way. But I I guess I would just say because of Frank Wright, his culture is already implemented in Indianapolis. Like that, you know what you're getting out of there. And it's sort of like, you know, that train is already moving. It's just a matter of plugging the different pieces. Right. You're right. In Indianapolis, you're essentially changing the tires. Right. In Jacksonville, we just got a new engine. So, you know, I I think so if I have to pick one, I guess I would give a slight edge to Frank Reich. But, you know, at the end of the day, when it comes to these football games, it's about the players on the field.
2: And then finally, Marcel, last week we had John McLean on preview the Texans. And I asked him this question. The Texans win this game if he said if the Colts get food poisoning, can't show up to the game. (laughs) Obviously, something must have maybe a a bad meal Saturday night because the Colts for at least three quarters definitely did not show up. I'll ask you that same question jaguars win on sunday if
1: i think the jaguars win on sunday if they in the trenches that's basically what it comes down to this team is is successful when trevor lawrence is upright and they're successful when the defensive line is causing fits for opposing offenses i, I saw a stat not long ago that said that trevor lawrence was among you know the top 10 quarterbacks when he was not pressured when he wasn't running for his life when he was, you know, being pressured, hurried, and being sacked, you know, he was among the, the 12 worst. So I think it's just the Jaguars win this game if they can control the trenches because look, we don't expect to stop Jonathan Taylor. It's just about containing him. If you can contain Jonathan Taylor in the trenches, then you win.
2: Marcel, well, we saw last year too. That was that battle was won in the trenches. Without a doubt, Jacksonville dominated. Marcel Robinson, listen, have a great podcast on the Jacksonville podcast right here on Odyssey. Not to be a bad guy, but fingers crossed, it's a, it's a gloomy and doomy Sunday postgame pod. <laughs> Me and George had that last Sunday. John McClain is very, I'm sure, excited. So all the best. We do appreciate coming on. But hopefully, fingers crossed, Sunday we're talking about a Jaguars loss and the streak finally be broken.
1: Absolutely, man. No problem. I, <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Marcel. You got it, Thank guys. You,